pod but the podcast 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 how do we even start these <laughs> this is generally how we start these <laughs> it's just it just we just bullshit damn that's that's all we got going for us uh, the movie is the size of watermelons. Today it, it is just me and Dave. Um, it, it was incredibly hard to find. Yeah, we was, went to a Best Buy to find a physical copy. They, they didn't, didn't have it. They didn't. They didn't sell them. Uh, we had to order them online. And but, even then, we got a movie five pack. Hey, uh, which by the way, we need to watch <laughs> all the movies on that to get our value. Uh, I've already watched one of the other movies without you. Which one? Which one do you think? American version. American version. <laughs> he is a Filipino American national hero and treasure. Mm. We got him. We got Bruno Mars, who hates to admit that he's Filipino, but he's still one of us. He can't escape <laughs> us. We got who? Who's not problematic? Um, <laughs> we got APL from the Black Eyed Peas. We got Chad Hugo and Matt Dumba. Shout out Matt Dumba. Shout out Matt Dumba. I mean. Screw I wild. had him on my fantasy team for a while, and he was all right. <laughs> He's the best Filipino that ever played he got, on your team. He got that's a for lot sure. better as soon as I dropped him, and I don't quite forgive him for that. I was really excited when we got this uh, DVD because I thought it, it it said that Rob Schneider, uh, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't think Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm just saying celebrities. Names. But it had a bunch of celebrities on it, and I yeah. thought they were all in this movie, and I thought it was some sort of like indie gem where it just happens that everybody's in it. Yeah, like accidentally a college piece that they were all a part of. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it was just there's five different movies on this DVD. What do you think the criteria was to get on this like six pack or five pack of movies? Was it like your movie has to be this unsuccessful to be packaged <laughs> next to these movies? I think it was probably. We have this much money. Who will be willing to give us the rights to their movie? Boy, how can we package all these movies and what's a fair price to pay? Who Can we get some famous people in very unsuccessful movies so we can make the cover look like it's a movie with all of them that they haven't seen? And then, I mean, I wasn't disappointed. I liked the size of Watermelons, mm. which I think we disagree on. Yes. The first time we have very differing opinions on our, our feelings for this movie. I just, there's so many things to not like about this movie. This movie is what you wish your life could be. Is that why you don't like it? You wish you were Paul Rudd in this movie? I mean, I'm already broke, so check. <laughs> I lived in Venice before, check. Like, I've done these things, and I don't want to be these things. Maybe it's because that's what I'm running away from, is who Paul Rudd is. Not what I want to be, but, but that's what, what I, I don't want to be. Like, oh no, I think it's what you want to be, and you realize <laughs> that it's you. I want to be a PA on a movie set. Pass. That sounds well, terrible. Well, he wanted to be a director. Yeah, and he screwed up. Yeah, that's because he has really unsupportive friends. <laughs> no, he has friends who support Hawaii. They just don't support him. Yeah, unsupportive of Paul. Which man, Hawaii for Hawaiians, man. Hawaii for Hawaiians. Hawaii for Hawaiians. So we'll just get started. We'll give you an overview of the movie. There's a, na- a guy named Goddamn Gnome. Yeah, I, I hate him. <laughs> no, I love Gnome. Gnome is played by Donald Logue, and if you don't know who Donald Logue is, he looks kind of like Brendan Gleeson. He's like, is this is that Brendan Gleeson? Is this a very young Brendan Gleeson? Is this a more American Brendan Gleeson? <laughs> yeah. And Which, then, by the way, if you don't him. know who Brendan Gleeson is, he's in things like in Bruges. Uh, he's the butcher in... He's, he's uh, not a butcher. He's a barber. Oh, this is a barber. Or, no, he's not a barber. He's just a guy who kills people and then gets elected sheriff. No, he is sheriff. a barber. He is a barber. He's the barber, then he gets elected sheriff. No, I thought that he was just at the barber shop. I'm pretty he sure he killed. was the barber. Either way, he became sheriff, and he had the shillelagh with the notches. We also didn't say what movie we're talking about. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gangs of New York. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I love Gangs of New York. I'm telling you, if you got a few extra hours, watch that instead of any movie on this box set, The Size I of Watermelons. I like The Size of Watermelons. And, by the way, the reason it's called The Size of Watermelons is because they're talking about their uh, testicles. Yeah. They make a reference that to, to win over the film students to do their movie for free, he talks about having testicles the size of watermelons to be able to fight against some sort of oppression. Yeah, I don't know what oppression Paul He did kind of facing. a crazy thing to really inspire film students because they were making fun of... We're pretty sure this movie was made by a film student. <laughs> yeah. 
Who was very great. disgruntled with his film student time. You can you can tell that he did not get an internship when he finished <laughs> film school. And so this was like his wet dream of getting it all out and like getting back at the man, which is like the creative film industry, because this was a piece of shit. It's either that or it was a bunch of inside jokes and we don't get it because we're not in the film industry. And in that case, maybe this is like a home video. Don't, don't try to sell it to me. <laughs> overview <laughs> oh the overview yeah so he he wants to create a movie he has some crazy friend who's all about hawaii do, for hawaiians do we want to do like a clean cut <laughs> instead of fixing it yeah whatever okay he has a friend who named gnome named gnome who wants to have hawaii for hawaiians paul rudd decides that he wants to become a filmmaker and just so you know gnome is like a big red-headed white guy like i don't know how he got and he's passionate. really really smart because he works in a lab and you I mean, that's what you find out. He's doing um, He works research. in a lab and a comic book shop. Yeah. So He's living the life, man. There's a middle ground between the two where I think his real intelligence lies. Well, it seems like what they're trying to say is he's really smart. He's just kind of a crazy, unhinged alcoholic. <laughs> but the thing is, it's uh, Paul Rudd decides he wants to be a movie maker. And he decides he's going to go for a documentary on his friend. That shenanigans ensue of them trying to get money and then his friend disappearing and then eventually leaving to go to Hawaii. Like, see... Without you, telling him. When you describe it like that, it makes the movie seem palatable. It's when a good you, movie. When you watch the actual movie, it's like a fever dream. You're like, what the hell is Paul Rudd I'll doing? Give you that. <laughs> and it's like, like, it's linear, but at the same time it's just bad like i think all the characters are grossly overacted and not like in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way but it's like these can't be real people like these are just out of control ridiculous the worst sitcom you've ever seen but that's the point of them because is it? i just thought it was a be, bad movie they're, <laughs> it's basically making fun of those people who get so far into themselves when they're doing like art school and all that kind of stuff, nice drink of water in the middle of this. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. It's like they're they're making fun of those people who get so far into themselves that, and that's why I think it's made by a guy who <laughs> really, really did not, or it was written by somebody who really had the, a bad experience. The movie experience feels of... to me as if the person who like wrote it was like, "This is an important piece of art." Maybe. Like, I'm just like, no, it's not. This is not good. So, our first Paul sighting. His voice is at the beginning, 46 seconds, and two minutes in is our real sighting of Paul. Yeah, we had to rewind. Yeah. And play I, from the beginning, because this time we had a physical DVD, and we couldn't just, like, look at the YouTube or whatever yeah. the stream to figure out what time it was. So I had to put a stopwatch on and do it. <laughs> and the first Paul sighting is phenomenal. It's... He looks very goofy with some crazy hair. He does look crazy. Mm-hmm. His name is Alex. Yep, that's I reasonable. Think. It is Alex. Okay, it's Alex. And he has his friend Gnome. Gnome. Gnome sucks. One of the cool things is uh, the, the, they drink rat hooch together. Yeah, that Signifying that they are definitely alcoholics. Degens from up north, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Well, Paul, like, runs... Does he run away from home and move to California? Or is he a student? Or... I think he became a student. I think it's ambiguous. You just know he left. Or, like, I was also very sleepy when I watched it. And I didn't like it. So I don't remember. I do want to say that... I do really like the fashion again in this. 1996. Yeah, the fashion is good. I'll give you that. The fashion's pretty dope. Paul Rudd is wearing a shirt that says, My son is a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> he has a duster on for a good portion of the movie. Uh, and they all have pants that... I mean, we all know those 90 pants where they're kind of baggier. Yeah. They're the pants that I still wear. They look because so Because I haven't gotten into the... Because <laughs> you don't wear pants. jeans. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's because you just it's don't wear jeans. or work clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's maximum comfort or maximum work. No yeah. in between. <laughs> or a wrestling singlet. Those are the three attire choices for he Matthew Burns. He has crazy hair the whole time, but one thing that was really interesting was uh, his big old sideburns oh the whole God. time. Oh my God, the sideburns looked... They're terrible yeah but also awesome <laughs> but, but like for time. that character it was fun it was perfect uh i just want to talk about i think just going from watching romeo and juliet to this you can tell the production value and the budget for it was so much well, less an indie film. right but it's just like it adds like 10 years to it like yeah. it's like it just the quality is not good <laughs> um and i'm not saying i mean i movie, think it was shot really well though, paul rudd has to be really a lower budget film I think it was fine. I think it was acceptable. But it just adds to, like, 
for me, another reason to dislike it. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a laundry list of I reasons. I think you just didn't like it because you were tired. No, because I like a lot of things and I'm tired. I, I'm just saying. Uh, I love Taco Bell when I'm tired. I love... We, we kind of lo- skipped over something, though. I just wanted to talk about... Kind of made fun of Paul Rudd's sideburns. But Paul Rudd does look very good with a beard. Oh, yeah, with a real beard. I just want good. to say that. He looks yeah. phenomenal. With, with a beard. real beard, not just yeah, his yeah. chunky sideburns yeah. that he has. I just, I just don't want to gloss over Paul Rudd Never looks know. great with facial hair. And the, when he has the big mustache, I love it. The mustache like, is the best uh, part Anchorman for me. Like or... Yeah. The mustache makes Paul Rudd for me. Sex Panther. Yeah. Like, when, when Paul <laughs> Rudd is aggressively sexual, I'm like, yes, this is the Paul Rudd I want. Um, a fun part of the movie is when we see a loose tit. <laughs> just a tit out in the wild. Couldn't tell if that was intentional. Do you remember what I'm talking I'm about? I'm 100% sure it was intentional. <laughs> I'm sure it was one of those things where it's like, there may or may not be a boob in this scene. <laughs> Paul Rudd's boobs are in this scene. It's true. So. <laughs> but like, they had a whole sex scene beforehand. We didn't see anything. And it's like the next morning after, we're like, oh, fell out my shirt. I'd say those are a little different though. I, a quick I, slip compared to a sex scene. Right, but like the sex scene had like almost no nudity in it that we saw. And then the next morning, like I don't even think there was a full it. scene, was there? Oh, yeah, it was just was. like no, I'm pretty sure it was just like they kissed and then it faded to black. I thought they boned. I thought he took me to a real nice place. Uh, it's called the Bone Zone. Never heard of it. <laughs> no. No. We also get some Paul Butt though. <laughs> True. Yeah. Which, it's fine. <laughs> I think it's uh, when he's. You don't have the minute mark down? I don't have... Oh, that was... I didn't have the stopwatch (laughs) on the whole movie. You didn't have the stopwatch going. Well, for those of you real rud heads who want to see some rud butt... See, I wrote down in my notes, rud nip, Paul butt, behind the scenes bum. I did like Oh, wait, no, I know what behind the scenes bum is. I know what behind the scenes bum is. Yeah, that has nothing to do with butt. No, the bum... There was a reoccurring bum. Should we save him for the best worst characters part? Sure. I love in the movie that there's uh, Spongebob music yep. all around. Uh-huh. It's I mean, there's, I think, two or three different songs that they share or something. Yeah. It's, how, Spongebob creators must not have known or were on the production team of The Size of Watermelons. <laughs> and like, we already own the rights to this. Might as well. Yeah, maybe. That's the only well, way you can justify it. I think there's, it's a pretty common, especially doing whole, like, island theme or uh first of all there's hawaii coastal ocean are you saying all island people have the same music yeah ah shit (laughs) (laughs) the black eyed peas sound way different than anything in this movie go get them tiger or something to that effect i don't remember do you remember what that is it was something that someone said to someone and i thought it was really funny go get them tiger is a coffee shop chain in L.A. Tiger is something that Mary Jane says to Peter Parker. Well, she says it's Peter Parker, not the Spider-Man. I mean, a little bit of both, because he is in the Spider-Man costume. I guess so, but that's... Well, obviously, we're talking Tobey Maguire, the best Spider-Man. If you don't think that, you can fight me. Oh, yeah. That's something... That's across all (laughs) dots. Like, like, this is my hill to take my final stand on. Yeah. Uh, Toby is by far the best. Toby face is phenomenal, and Spider-Man 3 is arguably the best Spider-Man movie in existence. See, I like the very first Toby one, but I'm not going to argue with Matt on this one, because uh-huh. I just know he enjoys it so much. Like <laughs> The scene when he gets infected with the Venom symbiote, and is walking down the street doing what he thinks Tough is guy, cool stuff. is phenomenal. Oh, man. One of the best... Bits of Spider-Man history. Just Toby, man. Toby. We should do a Toby cast tonight. We should see if we can get Toby on this. Okay. Do you, What movies do we think Toby Maguire has seen that he liked with Paul Rudd in it? Uh, I don't know if that's a bit we want to do. It's not I a just bit. Want, it's a real question. I just want Toby Maguire on here. <laughs> Yo, Toby, get at us. Toby Maguire, Paul Giamatti. I think I had some other people that I invited on previous episodes. I'm just saying, uh, there's a long list of people. Yeah, you've invited Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah, invited. Yep, yep, yep. The person who did the voice of the computer, which I know now we were saying was a woman, but is a man in Celery Man. That's also fine with me. Oh yeah, I'm just saying we were wrong. I just wanted that person in here with that sultry robot voice. 
That was a man's voice, really? You yeah, looked it, it up? it wasn't sultry. Huh. Yeah. Well, it was sultry to me, because I have a celery man on the brain. That's fair. One thing that, at the very <laughs> end of this movie, when he is having a fever dream in the movie, uh, actually, I think it's like an alcoholic dream, is Adam West shows up. The real Adam West. The real Adam West shows up. In a towel cape. And sunglasses. And it's just, and he gets really mad at him for ruining the poker bluff. And he steals Paul Rudd's car. I don't think he steals it. No, it, Paul Rudd literally says, he stole my car. Adam West stole my car. Hmm. We literally just watched this scene minutes ago before you took a poop. I wasn't paying attention. I was, because <laughs> I had fallen asleep when we tried to watch it the first time. Either way, Adam West shows up, which I don't see how that alone doesn't make this a movie worth watching. Just drinking water again. Why? They can't hear it. You can hear it sometimes. They can't hear it. I was very quiet and stealthy about it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to turn into like the McElroys, where you keep trying to get away with doing stupid shit. Like eating I'm not, and I'm drinking. Not gargling the water. I'm going to have to be Griffin, and I'm going to have to call well, you out on it. Then I'm going to be Clint and remind you I brought you into this world. <laughs> and I can take you out of it. It's true. I can't fight right now. <laughs> Unless we're fighting about Tobey Maguire being the best Spider-Man, then I will give it 110%. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but Adam West was in it. Fun cameo. I don't know why. Like, do you think they like recruited Adam West for, or was he like walking by the set? (laughs) Like, yo, Adam, you want to get in on this real quick? Yeah, I don't know what Adam's career was like in 1996. There's one way to find out. But I mean, I I feel. He had his Batman stuff that made him really famous. It's the only movie he did in 1996. And so I'm wondering if it was just like, hey, we want you for a bit. He seems like a really good sport. Like a really good nature. He gets that oh, his Batman well, stuff I mean, was He does goofy. the Family Guy stuff. Well, I know that he did the Family And that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's a good sport. And until the Family Guy, he probably hadn't been doing too much. Yeah, the only thing, other things he did in 1996 were Weird Science, which is pretty cool TV yeah, show. Cool. And then two episodes of Goosebumps, which is also cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, that, I, it has to be just like on our thing, like, well, oh, they Adam West is Batman, dude. And so. Yeah, yeah but it's, I, I can't imagine, they're like, we got to blow our budget on the star. <laughs> like, because he, he was objectively the biggest star in the movie at that point. Oh, yeah. But, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, Donald Logue had been in a couple of good things. He'd been in a couple of good things, but. Compared to the body of work that Adam West had, oh, just the celebrity status, because yeah. everybody knew Adam West because he was Batman. Yeah, and in the goofiest <laughs> Batman ever. My favorite is just they're running with the bomb over their heads. <laughs> so this is the time where it's like Tobey Maguire is objectively the best Spider-Man. You could argue if you want Adam West as the best Batman, yeah. but it's not for the same reasons. Yeah, but I love him. I love him too. One of my other favorite things that happened in the movie, and this is kind of the last of the notes that I have, is just, there's a point where Paul Rudd's looking in the mirror and he goes, do something. And then he flicks his hand at the mirror, <laughs> splashing water on it. And ah, I love it. It's going to be my new thing. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to do it so much. I'm just going to leave do a squeegee in my flick. bathroom <laughs> whenever you go in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it to myself. I'm going to do it to my friends. <laughs> Do something. Ugh. I don't want that. <laughs> I just, I feel like there's all these little things that I, f- I, I think Paul Rudd puts in. It feels like that's a Paul Rudd move. Just like the dance moves in Romeo and Juliet. Well, those are good. Yeah, well, I, this was good too. And uh, what was the other one that I was talking about when uh, he just, he does all these little hand motions. Because he did it in the dancing and it seemed like it made Claire Danes laugh. And I just... I think that's his thing. He just puts his his own flair to the direction he gives. So what was the flair he put in? Do something. And then then that little flick. Just the way he does it. It was so Paul. So Paul. It's so Paul. I feel like you're not as into it as I am, but... Well, what what was like a weird Paul thing he did in the Vince Vaughn movie? Can you think of something he did there that was very Paul of him? Uh, I think when he was dancing in that one, too. <laughs> you just want to see Paul dance more. <laughs> I do. I If there's dancing or dancing adjacent movement, like something that could be whimsical, you're like, this is it. This is my Paul Rudd shit. You know those, so you think you can dance or just dance or whatever. Uh, DDR, little, I love the, it. The little things that you follow along with. Yeah, dance. If that was yeah. Paul Rudd, I'd buy two of them in a heartbeat. I'd buy a Kinect, <laughs> so, I'd buy an Xbox, I'd buy so, whatever it is. 
Would you buy it if he was just in one of the songs choreographing it? I'd want it to be all of them, but if it was just one... I'm trying to see how little Paul Rudd I can get in there to still make it worth it for you. <laughs> so I'd like, want him to be in at least one full song. Yeah, one full song. And if he was only in one song, I'd want him to be dressed up as... Celery Tane. Man or Tane. Yeah. Okay, so what if... And I'd want him to say, I'm here to entertain you. What if he wasn't in the song, but he narrated five different songs he, yeah of course but why would somebody be narrating a song i don't know well you know some of these dance songs are like put your hand in the letter jump forward jump back he's just doing like the so you're electric saying, slide if paul rudd doing the electric slide would you buy the whole video game paul rudd square dancing because yeah. I mean, of course i would buy a paul, paul rudd square now, dancing game. man left um promenade your partner to a grand right and left I mean, just like every good American child, Matt and I took square dancing in high school. You mean every good Illinois child? No. Because Illinois is the only place it's a state law that you have to learn square dancing. But I said every good American did it. If you didn't do it, you weren't a good American. So everybody outside of Illinois is a bad American. Unless they took square dancing classes. I'm just saying, I don't think anywhere but Illinois required it. Or has it. They might do like the tap south, dancing there's square and dancing and line dancing. Line dancing is different than square dancing. I'm saying, but like sometimes there's Lines classes that are, are all complete. one. Uh, like I understand the difference between another. a line and a square. I'm just saying there's some so dance classes in the south. Four sides. It's actually made up of four lines. <laughs> this is how the podcast is gonna end. I'm gonna quit because Matt won't listen to my points. So, well, no. See, there are four points on a square. Oh yeah, is that how you're gonna? That's immature. Immature. I don't like you. And then you drink the water. You're dead to me, dude. Ah, so refreshed. I need to do. If anybody out there is looking to be the next Redbud, see, Dave could try to say, "Hey, you can be the Redbud too." But what he's gonna do is, you'd have to edit it. You'd have to promote it. You'd have to do literally everything for it. True. That's so true. <laughs> and he'd still drink water. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink. That's not my fault. We only have one mic and don't have like a muffler silence button like a real podcast. You could just wait for us to take a break. I can't. I The thirst was upon me. <laughs> the, thirst, the beast is upon you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, dude, don't make me revenge you. Let's just talk about Over the Garden. Oh, yeah. Never mind. We're not going to talk about Over the Garden. <laughs> Sorry, Over the Garden Wall. We got to go talk about <laughs> Revenger, baby. We just watched a movie called Revenger uh, on Netflix. And can I just say... So, I'll, I'll say... They're not paying us for this, by the no, way. No, no, But compared to the size of watermelons, where we disagree, Revenger, we're both all about. We're all about Revenger. This is our Thundergun Express. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It's not breaking the bank in the story. It's solid enough. No, this He's is going on to an island to revenge some. You get some romance. You see a kiss. Do we? Yeah, oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not me again. Oh, you're not gonna think that's funny unless you've seen the movie. Yeah, but uh. it's just beautiful. This 50 year old man who is jacked beyond all belief goes around. 49-year-old. 49-year-old. Just goes around beating up We should say his real name to give him some credit. Yeah. Uh, what was it? That? Well, you Khan. Up, Bruce yeah. Khan. Bruce Khan. Yeah, I remember. Uh, he'd been in a bunch of other things, too, it seems like. Yeah, he was the background character in a bunch of movies. He was like a generic villain. Yeah, the biggest movie I recognized was The Medallion with Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. I guess he was like a villain in that. Either way, phenomenal movie. So good. It's... It, it reminded me a lot of the old martial arts movies where it's got a bunch of random goofy things mixed in with the seriousness of the movie <laughs> and just some crazy awesome choreographed fights which they didn't use a lot of special effects or no like not... the, the the rope pulls or strings yeah. to do flips this or wasn't crouching tiger hidden dragon and so I, i'm a sucker for that where it's all just fighting and it was yeah wonderfully choreographed and shot yeah, so uh, it's check it out. Really cool South Korean uh, like martial arts movie. Check it out because we want to create a sequel to it called Avengers Revenger. Yeah, <laughs> Avengers colon Revenger. See, our idea of the movie was he got more powerful with the more revenge he needed to enact. Yeah, like if someone like 
killed his wife, that's a lot of revenge. But if someone like scuffed his shoe, that's a little revenge. So but by the end of the power. by the end of the movie, there's so he much has, revenging he so has to do. Revenge. And so our idea is that he's probably going to be the one to come through and uh, defeat Thanos. Defeat Thanos because he has a lot of revenge. <laughs> half the universe is gone. He has half the universe of revenge. That's a him. lot of revenging. Mm-hmm. And I mean. I would say that's probably a lot of power to take on Thanos. I mean, how could you not say Avengers colon Infinity Wars colon Revenger back in the habit? <laughs> Hashtag Bruce Cullen. <laughs> Hashtag Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> well, it's been our Revenger in it. Yeah. Uh, just go watch that movie, man. It's on Netflix. Oh, so good. Borrow your friend's account. So good. Logging on your mom's Netflix ruin her... <laughs> Suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> so she gets a lot of it's not gonna ruin them it's gonna improve them mom i hope you like kung fu because you're gonna get a fucking lot of it now yeah. <laughs> now we're going back to an old favorite segment of ours um do you think paul rudd from the previous movie that's romeo and juliet would do better than paul rudd's character in this current movie uh matt you start uh well i mean i guess it depends on what you mean do better would dave paris be better at directing movies than Crazy Alex's. 100% yes, because he has an insurmountable amount of wealth. He's incredibly wealthy, has coherent thinking. He has a lot of connections, yeah. it seems. He's got a much more marketable name, Dave Paris. Man, that would look good on a Versus poster. Alex, we don't even know his Alex, last name. Alex, crazy guy whose best friend is Gnome. <laughs> like, to be fair, I could market a Gnome. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't see a movie about By Gnome. The, uh, you watched... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there's no gnomes. Yeah, whatever. Those dwarves and have that's rude. <laughs> Number one, I know you love Lord of the Rings. I, I that's do love rude as shit. <laughs> but I also love gnomes. Yeah, but don't disrespect them. Gnomes all want to be hobbits. Is that true? I feel like that's gnomes would probably enjoy this that's conversation because gnomes are very happy. They almost always um, lawful good and uh, well, at least neutral good. Well, I'm just gonna tell you right now in my Sims Four game. There's a Seasons expansion pack where these lawn gnomes come into your house and they break a bunch of shit. And those are not lawful good. They're That's... meaning to be good. They just are very curious. No, it literally like says evil around. gnome. Well, then it's an evil gnome. That's different than a gnome. <laughs> That's right. That's like, well, he's a bad guy, not a regular guy. <laughs> no true Scotsman, Dan. No true Scotsman. Boo. Yes, Dave Paris would be so much better than Alex. At yeah, I movies. agree. Dave Paris would be like, it's hey, a no-brainer. I want to make a movie. And then he'd go to a major studio like, hey, I'm Dave Paris, one of the three wealthiest people in the U.S. <laughs> Can I make this movie? They'd be like, sure, throw money at us. And he'd be like, okay. And I'm sure they'd have a better like focus than Gnome. Like, I, like, there's other political activists. The reason he goes with Gnome is because he doesn't have anyone better. It's not like Alex is super excited. Like, oh, Dave Paris would it. just make Romeo and Juliet out of his real life experience. Yeah. And it'd be based on the true story. <laughs> Except it'd be Dave Paris and Juliet where Romeo's the villain. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. Just a retelling of it. Dave Paris would make a better movie. It'd be, or he'd basically just write Moulin Rouge. I thought you were just going to say Mulan. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going <laughs> with like, this. All but... right. But Mulan Rouge, yeah, I see that better. <laughs> yeah. And Ian McGregor would be in it. By the way, Ian McGregor, you want to come on here? Ian McGregor? Uh, he's one guy who I think is actually too big for us. I know I've invited a lot of celebrities, but he is he's my hero for celebrities, man. I love him. I, I would like, do an Obi-Wan minute with him. I would do more than a minute, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish that they made movies with him. <laughs> just, just in general? Because I think they know like more Obi-Wan Man, Star Wars. Boy, do I have some good news for you. He has been more than Star Wars and Moulin Rouge. Uh, do you like him with a beard? Oh, yeah. Do you like him without a beard? Oh, yeah. I got two different series where you're going to enjoy them both. Perfect. X-Men and Lord of the Rings, baby. He's an X-Men? He's Magneto. No. I'm thinking Ian McKellen. Yeah. Who were we talking about? Ewan McGregor. Obi-Wan from uh, Star Wars. I didn't hear the Obi-Wan. And the guy in Mulan. Where do you get Ian McKellen out of this? I was thinking about Ian McKellen the whole time. I got Ian <laughs> on the brain. I mean, Ian McKellen is also awesome. Where did I get that from, man? I have no idea. I'm having a fever dream. Yeah. Dude. How do you not like this movie? I think it might hit too close to home. Oh my 
gosh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. This is what usable is wrong products? with you? I don't know. I did this the other day. I don't think it's a race thing. I think I'm just bad at people and names. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Dave Paris would be better. You water-drinking <sighs> bastard. I told you I was going to drink some water. I know. Fun facts with Dave. At Halloween, instead of handing out candy, Paul Rudd passes out participation trophies. <laughs> Thank you for participating in Halloween. <laughs> good job, kids. <laughs> You've done it. You, you, you done good. Great, nice. great doorbell ringing. <laughs> I'd expect something more eccentric out of him. No, uh, he is just proud that they're celebrating a holiday safely. I, I think he'd give him celery, man. <laughs> I think that's a private collection, very limited run, so uh, it increases the value. But actually made out of celery. Yes. <laughs> that's why they also go bad very quickly. <laughs> Whenever Paul Rudd wears a hat, he actually wears a second tiny hat underneath it, because he feels like his head isn't big enough to fill up a regular size hat. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty what? good one, right? It's <laughs> a pretty good run. Oh my gosh! <laughs> The best part is, is it seems semi-feasible. Yes. Like, he has a very normal-sized head, too. Yeah. But it seems like one of those things you could be insecure but, about. How many things have you seen him, like, how many times have you seen him wearing a hat? Yeah. The guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> who wears hands that. on his hands? Oh, yeah. Here, put your hands over mine so they look like mine. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you want to come on the show, feel free. Yeah, Charlie's uncle, hand guy, can't think of his name. Pretty great character, though. <laughs> Maybe my Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I can't think of the real actor's name, though. Do you think he gets really insecure about it, too? <laughs> I think he just fucking loves it. I, I think he's like, this is a really good gimmick. And I think he brings it up at, like, family parties and Did stuff. Did you know I'm wearing a second hat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, oh you mean Paul Rudd? I thought you were talking about Uncle Jack. No. Oh, Paul Rudd is for sure insecure. Oh, about it? Oh, yeah. He. That's why we don't see it happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what only people in the know, like me, know it. Oh, Uncle okay. Jack, though, thinks it's a hilarious joke. And whenever he has a family party in his real life, he's like, Honey, put your hands over mine for this photo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's 100% that's what it is. That's a really good bit. Yeah, it's a solid bit. Yeah, do you think... So how small is the hat under Paul's head? Are we talking... Minuscule. Doll size? <laughs> like a Barbie well, so hat? It's not like the Tim or... and Eric sketch... Tiny Hats. I haven't seen that. Oh, man. But... All right, homework for all of you. Go watch Tiny Hats Sketch. It's very is it, good. Is it like Barbie doll-sized hats? Or are we talking... Uh, I think it's... A... Like a one-half sized of a normal hat? So, I think it's like a fashionable yarmulke. Okay. And it's mostly... Is it always a yarmulke? Or is it well, a no, replica it's, of the hat It's not an wearing. actual yarmulke because there's no religious reason. It's just something to add cushioning and padding to make his head fuller underneath a regular hat. Oh, I thought it was like so. Let's say you have he's this not Cubs wearing hat. like a top hat with a Cubs hat underneath. No, it. no, I thought it'd be he'd wear a top hat, but underneath that he'd wear a smaller top hat. No, 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 no. <laughs> this it's purely just for padding. Or if he was wearing a Cubs hat, he'd wear a smaller Cubs hat underneath. <laughs> no, it. I equate it to like women having shoulder pads in their suit jackets, like in the eighties. Okay, that's Paul Rudd with his hats because he's insecure about so the size he has of his like head. A, a so he wants hat. to look more powerful when he's wearing a, a hat. hat. Okay. 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 Uh, it kind of <laughs> looks like a hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> I don't know what a hemorrhoid pillow looks like. More things to Google. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of homework to do on this one. Paul Rudd named his first kid Sarah Palin, and he was totally cool with it until he found out later who Sarah Palin was when she was running for political office, and they changed their kid's name at 12 years old to something else. That was really long, too. <laughs> yeah. It's not much of a it's fun good fact. fact. It's exactly a fact. Yeah. Um, he needs to have more oh, Sorry, Paul Rudd shoots wolves from helicopters. <laughs> See, that's a good one. Classic Palin stuff. <laughs> not knocking you for creativity. Yeah, I'm just doing my best. I'm knocking you for having a paragraph-long fun fact. Rude. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good fact. Not as good as a tiny hat fact, but... Or shooting helicopters from wolves. Shooting wolves Whatever. from helicopters. <laughs> That'd be like some Vietnam 3.0 stuff. <laughs> like, they're instead of, like, in Vietnam, they're going to, like, 
rural, like, icy Canada. And they're like, <laughs> we've got to save ourselves. And, like, the local Canadians are riding walls around shooting helicopters. It's kind of like uh, you're in the Cars universe and all the automobiles are flying around and whatnot. And wolves <laughs> and it's are like... their natural predators. <laughs> and you team up with them and shoot from their back because it's some sort of Ragnarok scenario. Okay. Where hold on, hold on, Odin hold on. and you are riding on the backs of wolves while you gun down before we add Black this, Hawk helicopters. Let me go through what you just said. <laughs> cars universe. Wolves and cars are natural enemies. Still a Vietnam type situation with rural Canadians in like western northern Canada. And you make an alliance, so I'm assuming these wolves can talk now. Because it's not just like you tame them, like, no, you have an alliance. You are partners in this together with a common goal and common enemy. And Who are sentient, like, Blackhawk and Apache helicopters. Okay, but it's Cars Universe, so I imagine that they have but faces. But in a Ragnarok scenario. So they have faces that are scary. Probably. And when, when Ragnarok, do you mean, like, Nordic like Ragnarok with, yeah. or, like, Avengers Ragnarok? No, Nordic. Okay. So, like, you and Odin... Or riding around on his wolves. So the entire Blasting Norse pantheon of gods is there. Uh-huh. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> and Loki's kind of just playing both sides so he can come out on top. Classic Loki slash Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia move. <laughs> yeah, I prefer... I think he'd be more of a Charlie wildcard bitch. <laughs> like, he's like cut the he's brakes on our own car between both of them, but I was just referencing when Mac played both sides I think that's what Luke, Loki would be doing uh, I I feel like it depends because Mac oftentimes has the strongest stance out of anyone especially in the religious I'm episodes just, I'm just talking about the one <laughs> episode where he plays both sides and they reference it often uh, that's fair um, but yeah in this Ragnarok scenario that, that's what would be happening by the way just putting it out there. I'm claiming the rights to that one, Hollywood. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of rights you gotta claim to get that secured. That's true, that's true. First, I gotta talk to Odin and see if I can use his name. Second, you have to talk to the Cars people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Canada after that. No, Canada should be okay with it. I think they want their story told. I think you can just ask Jay Baruchel. I'm pretty sure that's the permission. founding of Canada. Of course Jay is gonna be in it. Yeah. If he can tame dragons, he can tame wolves. You're so right. Yeah. Even if... Was are... he the guy? <laughs> was he the voice for how to tame your dragon? I don't know. I assumed it was as soon as you said he can tame dragons. <laughs> it, it seemed right. He, it? The character looks enough like him. Like, as an animated character. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just go with it is. I mean... Jack, Jack Black... Barishel, if you want to come on the show, we followed you on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, Matt followed you on Twitter because I neglected my responsibilities. No, you followed. That's the only thing you've done. Oh, wait, you're right. I followed him on Twitter. Jay Barishaw, I followed you on Twitter. Not my personal Twitter because I don't use that, but on the Redbuds Twitter. <laughs> you are the first person I followed on it and the only person I followed on it. Yep. You do great in Jared Apatow Paul Rudd can only grow hair on the left side of his face. So if you ever seen with a beard in a movie, that is CGI animated that hair on the right side of his face. But what about before CGI? Did they use practical effects? Yep, exactly. That's why the mustaches look so good in Anchorman. Why do they CGI it when they could just use practical effects, which they use for everybody else who doesn't have a beard? Because he does grow half a real beard, so it's easier to match it with CGI, versus trying to get practical effects that look just like the other half of his beard. But then why don't they just do the full beard then? Full beard CGI'd? No, no. They can't build their whole budget on a full beard CGI. No, We've been doing this for a long time. Well, Paul Rudd has very strong feelings on why he wants to grow out his own hair. Okay. So... You've really only seen half of his face if it's a movie with a beard. They only shoot him from one one side most of the time? So what they do is they cover up the bottom right quadrant of his face with like green uh, paper. So they can just use that as a green screen and <laughs> CGI use, the rest of it. They use paper. Well, I mean, they like... It's not always paper. Sometimes it's a mask, but it's hard to do because there's only a portion of his face that needs I to be just, changed. Now I'm imagining they just stick a piece of construction paper on the side of his face. Yeah, that's cut to the size of his face. Yeah. I don't even imagine they cut it to the size of his face. Well, that's on you because I know this it. fact and it is exactly what I just said. Right, right. <laughs> Perfect. And Paul Rudd still wants a rat tail. <laughs> Not see. They have to CGI that one out, right? 
No, they want it, he wants it fuller and bigger. <laughs> but I haven't seen him with a rat tail. No, he, he wants it, but it's a private thing. Mm, so mm. if you look at the back of his shirt in a lot of movies, it's like bulky. You're like, why is that so bulky? <laughs> I thought those were just his traps. No, he's just got a proud rat tail back there. <laughs> gotcha. But it's just for him and his family. Perfect. Wonderful. What a fact. Well, that's been fun facts. Uh, which briefly went into the... Paul Rudd Extended Universe. Yeah. <laughs> the Ragnarok movie. Let's get into user reviews. Mm-mm. Don't like that. No. Yeah, you never like it. <laughs> it's the shaking you do with your body when you say it. Is that... Oh, so it wasn't the actual words. If I just heard well, it... Well, they don't have to see the shaking of my body. They could feel it through the airwaves. Yeah, they could feel it. They could it. feel it. The visceral Is that like a fat body. joke? No. Are you saying I'm... It, Matt, if I want to call you fat, I'll call you fat. But I'm not doing that right now. I don't believe you. Said right I now. I think it was a fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> My sound vibrations are so big. Let's get down to user reviews. Hey, great song, Matt. Cool dance. <laughs> don't lie to me. We just had a cut before this where you called me fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I did not call you fat. Uh, yeah, but I felt it. In the bones. Yeah, you, you felt like I called you fat, but I did not. And can I be clear about this? Did not call you fat. <laughs> Anyways, user reviews for uh, The Size of Watermelons were hard to come by, but from what I saw, people generally liked the movie. So That's what you found. Yeah, but I mean, I think between us, we probably found something like 20 reviews at most. Yeah, total. That's being generous. Yeah, there's not very much. Uh, the f- first one I see that's just kind of for real by Johanna M. Four stars. And said it's a really silly, hugely entertaining number that should have garnered more attention. Donald Logue is particularly good. I do want to say, and I feel like you agree with this, Donald Logue played his character very well. He was outrageous and outgoing and pretty fun throughout the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think it is just you. What? How did you not like Gnome? You know I didn't like Gnome. I think Gnome is one of my least favorite movie characters of all time. I don't like you. I like that he likes Hawaiians and he's trying to get Hawaiian independence. (laughs) I like things about him, but I don't like him as a person. If Gnome was my real life friend, I'd be frustrated and drop him like it was hot. He just went to Vegas with all of our money. Yes, he won, like, a bunch back. But that's not a guarantee. And that's something we should talk about together before you do that. No, I get that. I'm just saying. (laughs) Come on. Nah, it's not gonna work. Also, he leaves him in the dust. Like, he finally gets to the climax, like, of the movie. They're gonna film, and Gnome just leaves. To be fair, he was putting his friend under a lot of pressure that he didn't particularly want. Are you kidding me? Gnome was like a sucker for it. And because he Paul wanted Rudd it to be really about him, had nothing to do about that movie. Was it Gnome the one who said they should make the movie about him? No. Well, either way, he was. You super... didn't really watch the movie. Well, Gnome was super fucking <laughs> amped about it. That's because yeah. he was supportive of his friend. I don't know. I think he's got his head up his butt and thinks he's the best thing to happen. You're the head up a butt. That's fair. <laughs> right, Rude, but I don't know what to say. Because you seem to have one that you really like. Yeah, um, I'll get to that one in a second. Um, okay. So, I think most people gave it three stars, yeah. which, as much as I didn't like it, I guess it's fair. You were definitely I, laughing through lots of it. There you, are portions where I was laughing. Um, I don't know that I would recommend this to anyone except for someone who wants, like, do you want the most 90s film you might see this week? <laughs> Canadian 90s film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Barshall is not in it. Um, <laughs> but that's it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, uh, but again, most of the people who like it are like, I wish I saw this in the 90s. I love their cool t-shirts and Paul Rudd is so cute. That's like literally like f- five of the reviews I found about it. Um, hey, Paul Rudd is cute. So I feel like a lot of these reviews are more nostalgia for that time versus I actually like this movie. MLA on letterboxd.com says Paul Rudd is a 90s art student with sideburns, cool t-shirts, and tinted glasses who is in love with quotes from Quentin Tarantino and defending his lack of professional filmmaking skills. How else can I sell this movie? I was like, I don't know, man. That doesn't make me want to watch it. (laughs) Like, uh, I guess if you just want to see facial hair on Paul Rudd, that's a good review. And like him trying to like Quentin Tarantino. Uh, question. Do you, did we know at this point in time that Quentin Tarantino had a foot fetish? 
What about his foot fetish? Did we did we know by the time Size of Waterman's came out he had foot fetish? I have no idea. Uh, I, don't, I don't really keep up with that kind of stuff. It's super obvious in the Kill Bill movies. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know. Because what, was, what would have been out by this time? Pulp Fiction was out. You used to do some weird foot stuff in I'm that. Really just not. I don't keep up with other people's fetishes. I, I care about Quentin Tarantino's. <laughs> just because he puts it in your face on a huge, on a huge TV. Screen. And he calls it art. <laughs> like <laughs> like some other feet. things... Take a look. Yeah, there's a lot of things he does where I don't agree with, but I still watch his goddamn movies. Uh, I got another review. <laughs> okay, go um, ahead. It's another one that really likes it. I'm not going to do a solo review. It's by a guy named James K. And at the end of it, he just says there's some very funny moments, including the best ever justification of why you should drink. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I can guarantee it's not a good justification. I'm glad this guy found it, though. Yeah. This is also the kind of guy who's like, it's a Tuesday, got a drink. What a justification. <laughs> oh, what time is it? 3.42 in the afternoon? Drinking time, baby. It says it in the Bible. <laughs> Fair. In Book Beer, yeah. chapter 342. <laughs> good. Very good, very good. Go after it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to encourage you through this bit. <laughs> Either way, this man should not. No, he just needs a drinking buddy or yeah. like to find Jesus I'm just trying to think of what they probably had a line in there saying this is why we drink or something. Unless he's saying the justification to drink is you have a crazy you have friend to have bad who makes you drink all the time. Oh, that too. That it brings friends together because things are miserable. I don't know. I don't know. Man. They drink a lot. And, like, I think one of the points of the movie is there's that a lot they're of drinking s- too much. I think there's a lot of scenes where they are drinking, but we never see them drinking a lot. Like, I never That's the see whole them point. Like, the beers. whole beginning of it is Paul Rudd is drinking far too much that he's throwing up in the bushes all the time. Yeah. And the girl keeps telling him he's drinking too much. And then at the end, he goes, Ever since he left, like, I've been drinking less and it's been better for me. They drink rat hooch. I mean, wouldn't you try rat hooch in a lab? I mean, I would try See, it, but they're not doing it better. to get drunk. I didn't say I was better. I didn't say I'm a good person. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely try the rat hooch, but if I was the person who made it, I'd know what it was. It's probably just vodka. <laughs> why label it rat hooch? Is that important? Yeah, why does it... Maybe it's because they Maybe didn't want people they, drinking. <laughs> they couldn't get a Smirnoff like, sponsorship. So like, oh, I guess we gotta cover this label up. Give me that marker. Rat hooch. To be fair, I thought it was very funny. Mm, I thought it was fine. I like the term rat hooch. <laughs> I know you do. How do you not love the term rat hooch? You're a rat boy. Yeah, well, I think it's because the rat lives inside me, and I don't need to label <laughs> everything rat. The rat hooch makes it come out. Yeah, the rat hooch brings out all the demons. <laughs> he unzip me. All right, you got another review? Uh, I just want to read the title of this one. It's from Dr. Gonzo91 uh, on good IMDb. Name, good name. Right, right, right. Uh, about our age, too. He's born in 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, pathetic rec- recreation of Kevin Smith's early days, I guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> recreation. Recreation? Yeah, I said that. Recreation. Parks and Recreation. It's my favorite <laughs> movie. Uh, they just <laughs> talk about sex for middle schoolers all the time. <laughs> It's a part of the curriculum. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yes. <laughs> I can Kevin redo Smith's that bit if we early need days. to. I don't know. I kind of like that you messed up. Yeah, I mean, I always mess up. <laughs> mess up Either way, I like the idea that it's... Uh... <laughs> a, sh- a shitty version of Kevin Smith's early days. Yeah. Is Kevin Smith Canadian? No. <laughs> Why do you want everyone to be Canadian? No, because it's a Canadian film. I'm was pretty... it a Canadian film? Yeah. So it was just set in L.A. by a bunch of Canadians. Well, yeah, but I think it was made by Honestly, a Canadian this makes more director. sense to me now, because these are Canadians like, oh yeah, this is what American film industry is like, because they're French-Canadian now, in my brain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. oh yes, we oui, we. Oui, this is American cinema. I think it's cinema. directed by a woman named Carrie Scogland, who I think has done some other big things. And I, so I was, feel... Were any of them as big as the size of watermelons? I don't know. I'm just asking. I have no okay. idea. I know I sounded accusatory, but I didn't mean to do that. Um, and we apologize for uh, for roasting you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Terry. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was a good one. Uh, my favorite one was when I typed into the good old Google size of watermelons reviews. I started reading one, and it's <laughs> and I was so confused by what I was reading. Uh, the review is from TW uh, on Amazon.com, and it goes. It says seedless, but it's not. I had to pick the seeds out for the kids, and that's disappointing. Also, it's a little too ripe. 
I was like, is this just like next level humor? Like, what is that? <laughs> and then I realized that I just clicked review and they ran out of size of watermelon reviews because there's none. So it's a review for just see this watermelon one large <laughs> on Amazon. So I felt real dumb. <laughs> but, but I'm glad people are, are buying watermelons on Amazon and then reviewing them. <laughs> like, this watermelon page has more reviews than the size of watermelons. I want to say. Two things. One, where's your head at today, man? Man, it's all over the place. Where is your head at today? No, I just felt off kilter kind of all day. I think it's because I'm applying for student loans and it's stressing me out, man. But number two, (laughs) I'm really glad that your head's not there today because I really like the fact that there are reviews for seedless watermelons. Yeah, dude. My favorite are the ones that just say underripe and poor quality. Damn, just let it sit for a minute. Don't cut it open right away. Did no one teach these people how to check the ripeness of watermelons? Yeah, well, maybe they should watch the size of watermelons. Sure. Because. Well, that wouldn't help any... them with their problem now. <laughs> well, you could just find a reason to drink. <laughs> I guess. I'm just reading watermelon reviews now. <laughs> You've lost me. My watermelon is in great quality. <laughs> Good sentence. <laughs> Miss Mo says, not good. Very pithy, no taste. Better to go and pick one out on your own. Isn't pith your soul? Pithy, I it, when I think of pithy as a flavor, I think it's like papery and like thin. But like that's how we would like describe coffee sometimes that was like underdeveloped. I thought pith as a word was like soul and essence. <laughs> Do you think your stomach agrees? <laughs> there goes my essence. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> that was the man inside Matt's stomach. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I've never. I've always used it to describe flavors. Huh. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't know. I just maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know why V. Hamilton only gave his watermelon four stars when he said the fruit was good size, ripe and delicious. It was packed carefully and arrived undamaged. What would have made that watermelon five stars? V. Hamilton. V. Hamilton. V. Hamilton. What's your deal? What's a five-star watermelon look like to you? What the hell's wrong with you, dude? You know what? I'm rating V. Hamilton one star for being bad at reviews. Hamilton, give us something. These are like the people that tip exactly 15% whenever they go to a restaurant. It's like, this is the appropriate amount. It's like, damn, did you have a good time? Did the server do better? Yeah, it's they tip exactly 15% yeah. and the bill, like, it's $2.98 yeah. and they don't put $3. They put no. $2.98. Yeah. Right. Or, this is the thing that pisses me off the most, and it's only old men who do this. They put, like, the tip on the table in the beginning. Then, like, to see, like, this is what you could get if you serve me well. It's like, bro, you have $3. I'm going to just ignore you now. I don't care if you don't, like, pay me at all. This is degrading. People do that? Old men do that. They put the tip on the table first? Yeah, so they can, like, so the servers can see. It's something that, like, it caught fire on old people Facebook. And a lot of people started doing that. And, like, I used to see that a lot working in the beverage industry. And, like, whenever someone would do that, like, guess what? You're getting the worst service out of everyone here tonight. Now, something I knew that happened a lot was when you go to the bar or something, they say, especially if it's a packed bar, one of the things that you can do to get their attention a lot of times is give them a big tip Yeah, you can tip them a 20 in the beginning, and that's fine. Yeah. But when you're sitting like at a restaurant or something, See, and that's, the service coming that's, around... Uh, like, yeah. That blows my mind. That's it's so shitty. weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing to do. And like, it's only old men who are cheap that will do it, too. Because in their mind, like this is what you're entitled to, this set amount. And if you do anything, if my water cup gets empty and you don't refill it right <laughs> wait, away, wait, I'm so taking they start a dollar. to take dollars away? Yes. Huh. Yeah. I did not know it's that was a thing. It's infuriating. Well, it, it died out recently. Um, so like it hasn't been as much. But there was like a few years where just like geriatrics were all about this. Huh. And it just frustrated me so much. And it definitely wasn't everyone. Of course. Uh, I mean, I've like, never seen my grandparents or anybody do this or yeah. anybody. I, 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 when I was working at a church... I was dining with a lot of old people. Yeah, and 90% of the time, they're the sweetest, most wonderful people, got a lot to share, are happy and are patient. But every now and then, man, just get one crotchety old man. It's always been an old man, no one else for me, who's like, nah, you're already barely worth these $4. You couldn't do anything wrong. You're going to lose it. Now, what if they were doing the opposite? Like, you come up, and they take your order, and they put, like, a $5 bill on the table. And then you come back, 
and they see you and you have a nice pleasant experience. You bring them a refill and you see five more dollars on the table. Would you? Would that be better? No, because then I, I feel like cattle, like they're bidding yeah. on my service. Do you think it's just as bad or do you think that's better than the I, taking away? <laughs> well, first of all, if you want to give me more money, I'll never say no to that. <laughs> yeah. But again, I don't want to feel like cattle. Like, let's have a genuine real exchange. And if you enjoyed the service at the end, tip me what you think is fair. Don't, like, try to, like, guilt me into, like, being nicer and working harder. Yeah. No, I get that. I just wasn't sure. I, I haven't really worked in a tipping environment. I've worked a grill and things like that, but I've never been the person getting the tips. Yeah, it sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, career service industry people. I'm one of them. It's really hard. Yeah. I can imagine it's one of those things where it can be great if you're feeling it that day. And you're having fun, you have good customers, they're giving you good tips and that kind of stuff. But having to turn it on when you're in a rut, oh. like you're having a bad day. When you're already like, depressed. Yeah. like. And then your tips are bad because you're depressed. Yeah, I have to imagine that that's just rough. Because, I mean, you gotta act. Yep. Uh, I'll Which say... reminds Paul Rudd, I think, would be a good waiter. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he'd be a kind waiter. Paul I Rudd. He'd be kind waiter? Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious. I think 20% is his minimum, which is what it should be for humans. Yeah. I'm taking an edgy political stance right now. Tip 20%, or if you can't afford it, don't go out. I don't think people should get tips because I think they should be paid what they right. deserve, which is enough to, you know, live and eat. and. Yeah, and if you're at a restaurant that does that, you should follow Fulfill. their rules and suspect, respect them. But if you're trying to make a stance like i believe the tipping system and you go to a regular oh, no, restaurant no, yeah. and you're just an asset and taking yeah. money away from the server because yeah. the restaurant's getting paid either way buddy yeah this is the most serious we've gotten on uh red buds i don't know how he got it's, here it's that or but when i, I started mad. talking about my my new movie where the wolves fight the helicopter oh avenger avenger back in the habit yeah it's gonna be a good one <laughs> it's gonna be tight yeah darn thanos bruce con man Fucking Bruce Khan. Reckon. Did we know Bruce Khan's name in the Avenger? Something the character's Yule? name. Mr. Yule. Sure. I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Yule. Mm. Or Y-U-L. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hey, if you know how to pronounce it, uh, tweet at us. That was really fun that they kept jumping between different languages. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> the English and the... The uh, Korean. Yeah. And I think they were jumping in a couple different languages because I think that was the point with Mr. Bao at one of the points where he's like, I can't understand you because he's speaking a different language or something. That's but funny. I don't know because I don't speak either of the other languages. I don't speak Korean, English. so I wouldn't know when they weren't speaking Korean no. versus something else. But I think that's our reviews. Yeah. Don't buy watermelons on Amazon. Also, three stars, generally the consensus for size of watermelons. Hey, I know that we're not uh, big on our reviews yet. Or we're not big. We don't have too many people listening or anything, but... This is definitely one of those movies because there aren't many out there. Write some reviews for the size yeah. of watermelons. You don't even have to mention us. Just re- review size of watermelons yeah. to get more awareness about it. I personally love this movie, so I would say write some down. I know Dave didn't like it, but I think he would love some negative reviews. Well, I want there. them reviewed so people know what they're getting into. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think that everybody should watch all of Paul Red's filmography. So you should really put it out there what they're watching. Tight. Episode four. Man, this is our next fireside chat with Matt, and I just want to say Size of Watermelons was fun. Screw Dave's opinion of it, and since he doesn't edit, that's fine. I can do whatever I want. I did want to go back and touch on something that we said we'd touch on. We didn't do our favorite and least favorite characters, but one thing I really wanted to mention was there was this whole storyline of this bum in the background who happened to be around whenever Paul Rudd did things. Like, he had flowers for this girl, and he ended up giving them to the bum because he thought that the girl had a boyfriend and everything, and the bum held on to the flowers, and you see him with these wilted flowers later, and he gets sad because Paul's mad, and it's just a wonderful thing. There's a part where he's dancing in the street, and then he exposes himself to a car. I, I don't understand exactly everything that was going on with it, but it was very funny, and Dave will attest that he really loved this part, too. Um, thanks for sticking with us. We really enjoy it. Again, we're just kind of doing this in our spare time and loving it. So, again, get at us if you want to give us any feedback or whatever like that. Otherwise, I'm going to leave you with... Well, I had to go to the bathroom while we were doing our dumb little intros and outros, and 
it's just a little bit of Dave riffing on his own <laughs> to uh, a couple songs, and I thought it'd be a treat to get a listen to him. So I hope you enjoy. Have a good one. Oh, this one's going out to Power Up's mom. I'm sorry, Miss Rudd, but I am for real. <laughs> yeah, it goes like this. I'm sorry, Miss Paul Rudd. Ooh, I am for real. Never make your son Paul Rudd cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Paul Rudd. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your son Paul cry. I apologize a trillion times. Paul 